Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the preview show ahead of Bayern Munich's Bundesliga match against Reuter Firth and what will be an interesting match for a number of reasons, not the least of which Bayern Munich has been a bit of a disaster over the past couple of games. Uh, things have not looked great, tracing back to last weekend when it all came to a head in a blowout loss. Oh, man, that was <laughs> that was a really tough to watch against VFL Bochum. And then we saw Bayern follow up things with a very uninspired effort in a 1-1 draw against Red Bull Salzburg in the Champions League. Let's get right to it. Let's take a look at where each team is in the standings and what their recent form has been. We'll start with Bayern Munich, of course, because that's why we're here. <laughs> Through 22 match days, Bayern Munich has 17 wins, one draw, and four losses for 52 points. Bayern has 70 goals in the league and has allowed 25. Over their last five games, Bayern Munich has three wins and two losses. Of course, we talked about last week's really disappointing showing against VFL Bochum. It was a 4-2 loss. Bayern was... Uh, to be frank, not good at all. So uh, we will now take a look at Greuther Firth, who is uh, just about the best possible opponent Byron could ask for at this point. Uh, Firth is sitting in 18th place at the table through 22 match days. They have three wins, four draws, 15 losses for 13 points. They have 20 goals for, 57 goals against. Uh, over their last five games, however, Firth is uh, not playing so poorly. They have two wins and two draws against one loss. Last week, they picked up a big 2-1 victory over Hertha Berlin. And what is kind of surprising, given that Hertha is uh, sort of plummeting toward the bottom of the table and Greuther Firth, while very, very uh, inconsistent and and quite poor this season, uh, is climbing and clinging for their Bundesliga lives. So, Uh, It was surprising to see Hertha Berlin not be able to uh, go in and close that out. But first, give them credit. They are not giving up. They've played much better of late. Uh, You know, two weeks ago, they had a 4-1 loss to Wolfsburg, uh, which was uh, disappointing. But, you know, before that, they had a 2-1 win over Mainz, a 2-2 draw with Arminia Bielefeld and a 0-0 draw with Stuttgart. So this first team, while not exactly powerful, while not exactly uh, one of the league's premier squads, they will give you some fight. They're just not that good. And uh, it would be really disappointing if Bayern Munich didn't come in and uh, really just put a beating on the first. But we all know how things have went over the last few games. It's It has not been encouraging for Bayern Munich and uh, you know, things just have not been working out well for them. As far as Reuter Firth goes, there are a couple of names you might want to keep an eye on that have Bayern ties. Uh, of course they have Julian Green, who at one point uh, was with Bayern Munich and looked like he might have a promising future of he has done fairly well this season in the Bundesliga. Uh, all things considered uh, Greuther Firth also has Timothy Tillman, who is the brother of Bayern Munich player Malik Tillman. Uh, Timothy Tillman, of course, was also with Bayern Munich, but had to move on to really help his career advance. So those are a couple of names you may want to keep an eye on. Uh, but uh, we'll focus mostly on Bayern Munich because this is uh, 
this is a really key time for them. This is a key juncture in the season. Uh, Bayern Munich has not been good. And if you want to really trace it back, as my guy Philip Quinn said, Bayern hasn't looked the same since everyone came back from the winter break and got COVID. (laughs) And that's a a really simplified way to look at it because it's true. Um, Once Bayern had all those cases of COVID, things have not gone well. Uh, For whatever reason, whether it's the players are taking longer to get back into physical shape, whether it's they just can't build the cohesion necessary to be successful, or whether... Julian Nagelsmann is just not aligning them in a way that will help the team win. You could go a bunch of different ways, but it does seem to all stem from things being very disjointed and things not being quite as organized because of all those positive COVID tests at the beginning of January. So while Phil has a a really good theory on on that, uh, I do think that holds a lot of merit. And I do think there has been Uh, A lot of fallout from that, uh, some of which you can point to uh, some questionable formations. And that's been like really the big debate among Bayern Munich fans is this back three really the way to go for this roster and just the overall tactics and personnel selection. Nagelsmann has been rolling out three wings at a time uh, and not playing wing. And to be honest, it hasn't worked it's really made players like Thomas Muller and Robert Lewandowski a lot less effective. And uh, it's something that I think that Nagelsmann is going to have to look at. And, you know, we'll cover uh, a little bit more of this in the weekend warm-up podcast that'll come out on early Friday morning, but Nagelsmann definitely has some tough choices to make, and he's probably going to alienate some of his more talented and high-priced players uh, by having to do what is best for the team. So uh, there is just a lot going on right now. If you want to look at the Bayern Munich offense, it is a jumbled mess. Uh, it, it's so weird to see that players like Leroy Sané, Serge Gnabry, and Kingsley Coman are getting much more offensive run, much many more touches, and, and seem to be occupying the ball more in the box than players like Muller and Lewandowski. And it's not a knock on players like Coman and Sané and Gnabry, I think they're all so good. I really do. And it's not just uh, me saying this as an observer or someone that covers the team or anything like that. They are really, really good players. Coman is electric. As we saw against Red Bull Salzburg, Coman has the, the ability to be that disruptive force that can impact a game against anyone. Leroy Sané has been just fantastic this season. Uh, Serge Gnabry, while not so great this year, has a proven track record that he is a top-tier player. The problem right now really does stem from none of those players are being used as a wing, which is the position they've all been most effective at. Uh, Right now, Julian Nagelsmann is working with a back three that has pushed uh, players like Gnabry and Sané and Coman to more central roles. And Gnabry, for the for even some of this, is playing more of a, as a wing back as well, which is a, an odd position for him because he puts way more defensive responsibility on him, which is probably something he's not overly comfortable with at this stage. So, I think right now there's a lot of confusion with roles. I think there is uh, there are issues in players not understanding where they need to be, the spacing of things, uh, and it has affected their offense now defensively. Things are a mess right now, right? So Nicholas Sula, who has been a rock all season, has had a couple of off games. Luca Hernandez has been pretty solid. 
Dio Upamakano is a player that Julian Nagelsmann can't even roll out right now because he's either battling with his form or his confidence or both because he has not looked good at all in what has been a very, very up and down season for him. Uh, Benjamin Pavar has been another player who has moments where he looks great. And it, you could see that against Red Bull Salzburg when he made a terrific play to prevent a goal. But then you look at some of the other plays in the game where he's either out of position or makes a poor decision, and it's not good. It just overall, they have not been good. You can tell that the defensive unit misses Alfonso Davies, but let's be honest, Davies has not had the best season either. I mean, right now he's dealing with myocarditis after COVID-19, so it, it remains to be seen how much longer he'll be out. But Davies has played a much more advanced role up the field this season and uh, has not been great with his defensive responsibilities. For someone with such uh, great uh, speed to be able to track back, he has not been able to do that as really as effectively as he as he's been in as he's done so in the past. It's been to me an up and down season for Davies as well. But all of this sort of comes back to the players either understanding the formation that they're asked to play or fitting into those roles within that formation. We saw a lot of talk about the hybrid back four and how it's really a back four, even though it operates as a back three, we need to cut it with that. This is a back three. And right now Byron is, is hedging on really committing to do it because just about every fan reaction that I've seen has been uh, one that has been clamoring for a four, two, three, one, two return, because right now, the team just doesn't look stable in a back three. I don't necessarily have a problem with Nagelsmann running his system. You hired the coach to run his system. You did not hire the coach to come in and run Byron's system. This is where things went wrong with Carlo Ancelotti. This is where things went wrong with Nico Kovac. They were not fully able to, to run what they wanted to, and ultimately they failed and they flamed out pretty quickly, all things considered. Uh, I think we're running that risk with Nagelsmann if we try and – choke out what he wants to do uh but right or wrong you have to let the coach run the system he wants to run right now i don't believe there's a full commitment to that from the coach and from the front office because they can't get aligned on who should play where and when and this is a big issue it's a huge issue like why lock up players like coman and uh Leroy sane for long-term deals if you're going to use a formation that doesn't feature them as wings and I think this is part of what's going on with Serge Gnabry's uh, ongoing negotiations. Why sign another wing if you really don't have wings? I mean, it, it is a really tough situation. So I think Nagelsmann and the front office need to huddle. They need to decide what the strategy is going forward. Is Nagelsmann going to be free to run the formation that he wants to run, which is a back three? Or is the squad going to continue to be planned to run a back four featuring you know a left back and a right back as opposed to wing backs and how do you spend the money and how do you allocate money to certain positions if the coach and the front office aren't quite aligned on if those positions are even necessary and for as good as Sané has been and for as good as Coman can be Gnabry has not been a player that has excelled in this formation so is he a necessity to bring back if he's most effective as a wing will Coman and Sané be able to maintain their levels of production and performance if they are not being used as true wingers. These are all huge questions that I think need to be answered. And, uh, you know, this is not the show to provide those answers. This is simply the preview, but that is really what is going on with this team. And I don't think the players understand their role 
And I'm not sure that they're all quite clear on what they should be doing or where they should be on the pitch. And I think it's caused Nagelsmann some frustration. I think it's causing the players on the roster a lot of frustration. So we will see how that plays out this weekend. But as for how the team will line up after you absorb all that, it's it's kind of crazy to think we still don't know clearly where some of these players will line up or what formation will be used. But let's just go with the assumption that Nagelsmann is, is not going to change his tactics. Like he stated earlier in the week, he's going to stick to his guns and he's going to run this back three. Um, we'll go with Sven Ulreich in that because that's the choice, right? Manuel Neuer is hurt. Can't see Christian Fruchtel getting the call. So we will see Sven Ulreich. Uh, as far as the back line goes, this is where it gets really tricky. Pavard has not been great. Sula has not been great. Upamakano, as we stated previously, has been a mess. The only one that I would say you can buckle in for a certain spot is Hernandez. Now, is this the game that Nagelsmann rolls back out Upamakano? I think it is. I think Sula hits the pine. I don't think he's as for as good as Sula has been all season. I don't think he's been really all that great of late. So I think we're going to see Upamakano rolling in that center spot of the back three. And I think we're going to see Benjamin Pavar again, because I think Nagelsmann is committed to trying to help Pavar work through whatever he's going through. Uh, whenever I see Pavar be this inconsistent, it makes me think he's battling some kind of injury because history has shown with Pavar when he's hurt or battling anything, even if it's a smaller injury, he does not handle it all that well. So uh, remains to be seen what's going on with him, but I do think he will get the call this week and uh as far as the midfield goes it's very unfortunate right now uh Bayern Munich is struggling to find any type of stability within the midfield Joshua Kimmich also has not been great but there's no way he will uh, be left out of the lineup so I don't think we're going to see that uh 4-1-4-1 from last weekend like I previously said um so that that's just one of the things that we'll have to deal with. Uh, but I do think that uh, it could be time for Quarantan Taliso to find his way back to the bench. Of course, the club, neither the club nor the player are committed to each other past this season. Um, and that's a problem. So I don't think we'll see Taliso. Uh, we could see Mark Roca get the call if Jamal Musiala was called. I if Jamal Musiala was healthy, I think he would be in the starting lineup, but I'm going to go with Kimmich and Roca because I think something needs to change. And I think there needs to be some stability. And one thing we know about Roca is that he will not venture too far up the pitch and he might be just what Bayern Munich needs right now to help stabilize that defense. As far as the rest of the formation goes, and this is where it gets tricky. Uh, we'll say it'll be Robert Lewandowski up top. We will say that it will be Leroy Sané and Thomas Muller flanking behind him as two attacking midfielders. I think we will see Coman uh, once again and Gnabry at those wing back positions. But it is, uh, you know, it really does remain to be seen what those players can do long term if they're continued, you know, continuously used that way. Uh, I don't think that. Coman or Canabri are true wingbacks or could be used as, as true wingbacks. But, uh, you know, this is something that I think Nagelsmann is going to have to be, is going to have to work through because it's really obvious that both Coman and Gnabry, uh 
tend to stay further up the pitch. They don't tend to get back as well. I'm not saying they don't track back because they do, but not quite in such a way that a true wing back would. Uh, so, so this is something to keep an eye on. And with Sané and Muller both acting as attacking midfielders, of course, this has cut off a lot of the space that normally we would see Muller and Robert Lewandowski exploit. Because when you take those three players, push them into the box, and then you have Coman and Gnabry pushing all the way up as well, plus Kimmich, who loves to get into the offensive action as well, it just creates a lot of congestion. It is, it is really an issue at this point. And uh, I don't know how Nagelsmann is going to solve it if he's not going to change things up a bit. So all those negative things don't necessarily need to a uh, poor prediction, though. Well, it could be poor in the end if I'm wrong. But I think Bayern Munich is going to get back on track. I think this is a 3-0 victory only because they have to. They don't really have a choice right now. Something has to click and help this team change the momentum of of things. And I think the players are really going to have to take this game by the horns and they're going to have to really uh, impose their will on Greuther Firth because they are a deeper, faster, stronger, more talented team. And they can't continue to let things slide and play down to the level of competition that they're facing like they did last weekend against the BFL Bochum. So 3-0 victory. That'll about do it for this preview show. Uh, thanks again for listening. As always, stay tuned for all of our great coverage uh, with our podcast network and also with our posts on our site. You can always get me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get Tom Adams at Tommy Adams 71. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. You can get Jake at Jefferson Fenner. And you can always just check out Schnitzel and Samarin on our site and reading their posts or hearing them on our podcast. So thanks again for listening. Enjoy the match this weekend. We'll see you next time.